Today is Friday, August 6th, 2021. People talk about getting lucky breaks in their careers. I'm living proof that the lucky breaks theory is simply wrong. You get to make your own luck. The world is run by those who show up, not those who wait to be asked. Steve Blank. You're listening to episode 254, Purpose, Power, and Prosperity with Christopher Burns. So God, universe, source, creator, whatever it is, show me, show me how to get through this period of time because uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. So guide me, guide me, use me. And I swear, if you get me through this period of time, I will dedicate the rest of my life to being the best version of myself and helping other people to do the same thing. And I, I believe there was that sincere humility, that sincere surrender that got me through that time. And thankfully the the charges were dropped. The case was dismissed. Nothing wow. ever went on my record, never had any court dates or anything. And uh, dude, I, I just got so blessed, but it was the thing that shook me from my sleep, from my slumber of, of how much pain I was causing people around me, how much I was taken for granted, my arrogance, my, um, you know, fake bravado and, and Mr. Tough Guy. And yeah. that was, that was a game changer, man. That really, really changed my life. This is the dance of life. My name is Tudor Alexander, and we are going to go on a journey to hack your mind, body, and soul for living your best life yet. Tune in every week to learn something new, grow, and get inspired as we discover the secrets of success and practice the art of fulfillment. And if it's one thing I hope you learn from today, it's that your life is a dance. And just like any dance, you can learn to dance it well. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here with me on another Friday. Welcome to another episode of The Dance of Life. Today, my guest is Christopher Burns, and he dedicates his life to coaching men to activate their purpose, power, and prosperity. He's been coaching men, entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals for almost a decade and works with clients one-on-one in group coaching, home study courses, and hosts live events, retreats, and masterminds. Christopher's company coaches and teaches men through the Mastered Man curriculum, where men create their purpose manifesto, start to master the skill of channeling power, download and receive their prosperity codes, and implement the transcendence blueprint so they can leave their greatest legacy. He has interviewed 800 leaders, influencers, and experts sharing powerful growth strategies, mindsets, and teachers to empower his audience to find the biggest answers to life, resulting in over 500,000 views and podcast downloads on his own show. Today, Christopher is the host of the Mastering the Man Within podcast and the founder of the Men Mastermind, a brotherhood dedicated to empowering men to become the ultimate creators of their reality, designing and living a life of success and fulfillment in every area of life that matters most to them. If you want to hang out with Chris or check him out, it's menmastermind.com, or you can check him out on Facebook, Christopher Burns, or Instagram, I am Millionaire Chris. I'm going to put all the links on the show notes for this episode. Again, it's episode 254, danceoflife.com slash podcast if you want to access the show notes. Excited to have Chris on the show today. We're going to be chatting a lot about all kinds of awesome things, especially 
all the lessons he's learned from interviewing over 800 people on success. I mean, that is a huge number no matter which way you cut it. I mean, that's a lot. I'm up to, you know, I think something like 300 with this show, but uh, 800 is is awesome. So I'm very excited to pick his brain and share that with you. He's also got a lot of great tools like the three pillars of his Mastered Man curriculum, Prosperity Codes, Finding Purpose in Today's World, you know, especially as a man, I think it's going to be so valuable. And I'm glad to have Chris on the show. We usually don't have any, and this isn't for everybody this episode, but I don't, I haven't had too many people that specialize in helping men. So I'm very excited to have that. You know, that's a, that's a unique perspective. So just about to dive into this, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share, leave a review, like, tell your friends, shout it from the rooftops if this episode inspires you. And away we go. Let's do this. Episode 254, Purpose, Power, and Prosperity with Christopher Burns. All right, Mr. Burns. Well, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm excited. <laughs> Are you ready to burn it up, bro? Are you ready to? Burn I am ready it to up? burn it. God, I love it. I love it. God, I haven't seen The Simpsons in forever, man. There's such a, such a you know, it's so weird that they fucking predicted so many. Th- it's just weird to me. I don't know if you've seen some of the like the predictions in that. The predictions. <laughs> like how the hell? That's just weird to me. I don't know. It's freaking anyway. Dude, it's it's so funny though. Like everyone called me Mr. Burns when I was growing up. Like excellent smithers, you know, like that, that voice that he yeah. has. And uh, it's so funny because, like, I think in my subconscious, like, I don't want to be like some old asshole guy who's like, you know, making everyone's lives miserable. Like, I, uh, that's not me, you know. It, it was funny. Well, they did have they did have that episode where he's uh, I don't know if you saw this one, but they where Mr. Burns had like the, the eyedroppers or something. And everybody thought there was a, like this friendly alien in the neighborhood. <laughs> what? Like, I didn't see that one. Oh my God. It was like a special <laughs> one. It, it, I just remember these random details, but it was, uh, he had like eyedroppers in and he, it like dilated his eyes. And so his skin was like glowing. And so everybody thought he was like an alien and he was just like loony from this medicine. It was just so funny. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Speak, speaking of of just out of this world stuff, I know you're wearing a badass ring that I just saw. I'm wearing a, a crown, and a quartz. Uh, I'm oh, yeah. curious what 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 is that ring? What's the what's the crystal, man? I, I just I love being curious. Uh, this well, the the ring is actually from my high school. So I when Ooh, I graduated okay. high school, we had the yeah an option to get like a graduation ring, and I didn't really care for it at the time, but my grandma really wanted to get get me something, and so she yeah uh she, you know she spent like pretty much her savings at the time feels so guilty, but, uh, you know, she wanted, she wanted to be remembered. And so this is kind of, uh, I wear it to remember my, my grandma and, you know, it's, uh, she, she died when I was not a very mature man. Let's put it that way. I was wow. 19 and, uh, the, I don't have too many regrets in my life, but one of the slight regrets that I still kind of struggle with is I wish she would have lived a little longer, you know, because wow. I, I wasn't, old enough to really appreciate her in my life. So, uh, so I wear the ring, you know, as kind of a way to remember her. And, uh, and then the bracelet, this is just some trinky little thing. It's, it was kind of interesting. I went to this event, you know, Lewis Howes, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He had his, uh, what's it called? Like the, the, whatever. Summit, greatness. Summit, of, summit greatness. of greatness. Yeah. 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 Summit of greatness. And I went there, I think, uh, was it last year in 2020 or yeah, I think it was in 2020. And they had this vendor there that basically 
was making these bracelets where you could put a word on it. You know, you could put a little word yes. and, and they would make it for you for free. So yeah. I chose impermanence. <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm Ooh. super, you know, I guess whatever serious, I take my life seriously or this something. This too but, shall pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just a reminder. It's a black cord, you know? So it's just kind of like, all right, you know, remember that the only thing that's constant is change. You know, it's yep. just something like time is always moving forward. Things are always getting erased and forgiven. And yeah. um, it's just uh, it's just a reminder, especially to, you know, the people in your life, they're, they're getting older. You know, my parents are getting older and, mm-hmm. and growing older. And, you know, there's the reality that at one point they're going to be gone too. You know, the people yeah. in your life, they're going to be gone. And that's, it's just a, it's a reminder, you know, that all the old artists and uh, philosophers and stuff, they would always have that skull on their desk, you know, and everybody writes mm-hmm. and draws. And that was kind yeah. of their remember death is memento mori, which is kind of remember, not like in a morbid way, but just remember like, yeah. you know, you're in this temporary game, you know, so you got to really live it to the max. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's my little, uh, my spiel for that. So good. Bracelet. Thanks so for good, noticing, man. man. You got some quick eyes. That was, <laughs> <laughs> You got you gotta see like, the video, but you know, we're on video right now. So dude, as as an interviewer, you like you're looking for the, the Yeah, that's right. That's you're right. Like yeah. Zone in on. <laughs> I want to ask you about that. I mean, that's eight hundred people is a shit ton of people, man. That is like yeah. that is a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, man. That is a quite an achievement. Congratulations <laughs> on that. How how many years did that take you to do that? So it's three and a half that I was doing the 12 hour live years. Yeah. Three and a half. Wow. So I I did a 12 hour stream every week. So I interviewed eight, nine, 10 guests. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So really intense. Gotcha. Live interviews back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy, man. (laughs) Did you, I mean, did you like, I mean, how did you prepare for that? Basically you had some sort of outline. I'm guessing for a 12 hour stream, that's a lot of prep. Yeah. Well, I think I'm naturally just curious and, and yeah. care about people and whatever. I mean, anything can come up in a conversation. You're like, ah, I feel this is important. This is juicy. Let's go, you know? And so yeah. there's naturally that, but I also had a lot of systems in place to prepare me and prepare the guests and like make sure everyone's coming to the table with like our A game, you know? But I think after a while, especially my just intuition took over and said, ask about this, ask about this, ask about this. And yeah. then that's, I think that's what people appreciate is like just open, open conversations that are real and genuine and authentic. Yeah. I think that's the way we learn too. You know, we're just so used to being around the fire and sort of vicariously experiencing conversations. Mm. You know, we just learn that way. And that's what I like about, that's what I love about podcasting. It's just so natural. I find everything I, especially if it's a good conversationalist like yourself, like I usually have like a list, obviously like, all right, what what do I want to ask this person? I've never met him before. But and then you know you end up talking and you're like fuck I didn't even talk about half of right, this shit right. on this list. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. I've heard it's the the master who who prepares who does all this preparation and then yeah. once you get on stage man you you just like you throw That's away all your all your notes and you just you go from your heart you know but it's yeah. it's really that what you do in private what you do behind the scenes that you practice for like Olympians you know like they practice all these all these hours thousands of hours tens of thousands of hours and then they have their moments in front of people and it's like they're not even thinking it's just it's autopilot. You know, they've done it yeah. so many times in their head and in their being and their in their mind that it's it's like it's just who they are. I love that. Yeah, that's that reminds me of competing. When I used to compete professionally with ballroom dancing, and it's just like you, Ooh. everything is so structured, and people don't realize how structured dancing is, yeah. especially like ballroom dancing. It's extremely structured, and so yeah. you have so many 
fucking things you're thinking about for the choreography <laughs> and the routine and everything. But then when you go on the floor, it's like, yeah. like you said, you have to suspend that and just mm-hmm. like, okay, like this is it now. This is the moment you live for. You drove, you know, 800 miles just for these 10 fucking minutes. We're going to make them count. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's fun, man. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. I haven't had too many people on the show that uh, specialize in working with men. So mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. We'll talk a lot about it. A lot of great things. How did you get started with with the path you're on today? I mean, you've been doing this now for what, like 10 years? Yep. Yep. I've yeah. been doing it for, for 10 years. So uh, I always like to say that the the what it means to be a man, I would say, became very unstable when I saw my dad uh, get laid off from his job when I was around mm. like 13 years old and, and the financial crash of 2008, 2009, he had a lot of stocks wow. that, yeah. that uh, pretty much evaporated, you know, and, and uh, he took it pretty hard, you know, and I saw, I saw his self-esteem and, and of course he was always still loving and an amazing father and things like that. But I just didn't see that drive and that power uh, that he had before that I was always like in awe of as a kid mm. growing up. And so, I just knew like, man, there is something so busted with this system that we have been told is, is, is the path. Right. And I'm like, not my path, (laughs) you know, but I wanted to, I wanted to make my parents happy. Uh, I I got good at like wearing a mask and having people be happy around me. I was very introverted, very shy, but I got good grades. I went to college, got my degree, but uh, I got, I got into network marketing, did it for a year, like found out about personal development, super stoked about that. But I was still living this double life of uh, partying a lot, going to raves. And I had gotten a couple run-ins with the law, just misdemeanors up until that point, public intoxication sitting in drunk tanks. And uh, then at a rave, I sold ecstasy to an undercover cop. And uh, that was really like my wake up. Yeah, dude, it was it was like, dude, what what just happened? What just, you know, it's like that. Oh, Oh, (laughs) what did I just do? You know, and, um, and the the potential ramifications of that just really, dude, they, they slammed home like, a, you know, they say the life, life gives you the feather, then it gives you like the little nudge and then the two by yeah. four and then the semi, I got the semi saying, you are totally screwing up, Chris. Like you gotta, you gotta figure this stuff out. And so mm. I was in uh, San Bernardino, Southern California prison for two days. And uh, like, dude, it was, I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I thought I was, I could be there for weeks or months or wow. who knows, potentially, you know, felony on my record for yeah. being in jail for years, de- decade plus, who knows, you know, I was, I, my mind was just racing. And uh, it was in that moment where I was like, okay, let's, let's look at the impact of my actions, the consequences of my action. Let's start, let's start being a little more responsible, Christopher, because it's clear you are breaking your parents' hearts and all they have done is love you. All they have done is wanted you to succeed. Uh, you have all the, all the possibility in the future. You have an electrical engineering degree. You can do anything you want to do and you're about to throw it all away for what, for a weekend of cheap thrills, a, yeah. a weekend of instant gratification. Like your priorities are totally off base. And uh, it was in that moment I was like, okay, it's clear. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So God, universe, source, creator, whatever it is, show me, show me how to get through this period of time because uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. So guide me, guide me, use me. And I swear, if you get me through this period of time, I will dedicate the rest of my life to being the best version of myself and helping other people to do the same thing. And I, I believe there was that sincere humility, that sincere surrender that got me through that time. And thankfully the the charges were dropped. The case was dismissed. Nothing wow. ever went on my record, never had any court dates or anything. And uh, dude, I, I just got so blessed, but it was the thing that shook me 
from my sleep, from my slumber of, of how much pain I was causing people around me, how much I was taken for granted, my arrogance, my, um, you know, fake bravado and, and Mr. Tough guy. And yeah. that was, that was a game changer, man. That really, really changed my life. That's a great story. I mean, it's so crazy too, because when we surrender, it's just like, it's such an intelligent system I find you know, over the years, especially the older you get, the more you see it. And I think the more in purpose you live, the more you see it. It's such an intelligent system. And it's just like you said, it's just like, it's, it's kind of like you got like this little mouse in a cage and it's like, all right, let's try this. Come on. It's like nudging, <laughs> nudging you around, you know, slowly. And um, you know, it's so interesting how all those charges were dropped and everything happened yeah. the moment you surrender. And I think surrender is a tough experience for most guys today, you know, especially uh, it feels like, Oh, I, you know, whatever you have your whole conversation about the weakness around it. But I think surrender in my experience has been a fundamental skill to be successful. Mm. You know? and, and, and what we had been programmed for was control. Control yeah. is life. Control is yeah. safety. No, you got, you got to be in control. If you, if you lose control, if you lose control of your emotions, if you lose control of your finances, if you lose control of your, your behavior in public, whatever, right? Like you are going to get shunned. You're going to get shamed. You're going to get, you know, guilt tripped, whatever. You're going to be ostracized. You're going to potentially be outcasted from the family or the tribe mm. or whatever it might be. So um, that's, that's a, a big part of, I, I played video games. I loved video games. Yeah. And the thing I loved about it is I always felt in control and I felt safe. Right. I was like, Oh, I'm getting all these dopamine. Hits. That's how they get you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man. Like, I, was just, I was a zombie man. Like, like I, that was my life. I thought that was real life. I had, I had switched the value of what is important, you know, and I, mm. I had given all this value to, you know, the games, the shows, the movies, the stuff out there in, in a box that I was being programmed to, to believe was real. And I had lost grip with what are the consequences of my actions in, in reality. And, and, you know, the, the game of life, do I get a, you know, a reset button in some cases? Yes. And in some cases there's there's some hardcore, no, you like hardcore boundaries. Like if you go past this point, you, it is game over in various different ways, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, and, and I like that you say game of life because it's, mm. uh, it's just so funny to me. I, I can totally relate to that. And I think a lot of guys can, because especially yeah. like with video games, you know, nowadays they're so accessible and any kind of escape, you know, we have natural masculine drive, especially as men, you mm. know, you're somewhat competitive, you're aggressive, you have yep. the testosterone that needs to have a healthy uh, channeling, you know, we need to channel it through productive work and productive creativity and service. But it's much easier <laughs> to channel it through, you know, having a character that makes you feel like you're a hero, you know, yep. and they, they, they yep. game, they, the game, the whole point of the game is they know their demographic. They know yep. that fucking shit works. They know that oh, you're yeah. out for significance. And so let's oh, yeah. make you really significant in this fucking yep. virtual world. And so, you know, like you said, it kind of pulls you away from the game of life. And I, I think life is a game, man. I mean, honestly, oh, I, yeah. I, I'd like to treat it oh, as yeah. a game and in a, Imagine like, I, th- I think I talk about this all the time, but imagine like you're sitting around with your friends and you're like, Hey, you know, there's this game that you can sign into and it's going to wipe your memory and you're not going <laughs> yeah. to know you're in a game. It's so freaking real that you're not going to know you're in a game. And so the yeah. game is to try to figure out that it's a game. And if you Ooh. can figure that out, then it's like, Ooh. Oh, then it, then it gets really fun. Yep. I mean, imagine that like that's, we're yeah. already moving in that direction. Right. I mean, I just read something yeah. about, I don't know if you follow a lot of like, uh, you know, technology stuff, but I, yeah. they're, they developed something in Japan now where you can, it's fucking weird, but you can lick this thing 
Yeah. It's like a like an interface, you know, uh-huh. and it will simulate a taste on your tongue. What? Yeah. Wow. You can put your tongue on this thing and you can say, okay, I want, you know, fucking cherry ice cream. Right. You know, and it, it's cherry ice cream. And it's like, okay, we're moving oh, in this direction of like total immersion. And who's to say that we're not already there? You know, like this is yeah. the fucking game. Like why mm. escape it? You know? So yeah, I mean, I can relate to all that stuff. Dude, it was, it was so funny. I was on a, a mastermind call earlier and uh, we were talking about this and how timelines, there's like different timelines that we could be going on and uh, how like I was on a certain timeline, a certain trajectory, mm. and then uh, an event happened and I got, you know, kicked into another timeline, so yeah. to speak, another trajectory to say, no, we're not going to keep going down that way. It could, I could have, I could have said, ah, fuck it. Uh, um, it's no big deal. Like, let's just yeah. keep going. Uh, let's keep raging harder, you know, but yeah. I got into a new timeline and we were joking in our mastermind mastermind we're like you know what if it's like there's someone playing your character oh, yeah. your avatar <laughs> right and so yeah. someone was playing chris burns from you know one to 22 years old or whatever or a certain time period in there and at 22 years old there was like this big fuck up <laughs> and yeah. then the other guy is standing right next to him like his older brother or something you know he's like hey, let me Dude, play. <laughs> what did you just do you idiot <laughs> like hit him <laughs> off the controller and then take it back like all right chris we got we got some work to do we got some rebuilding to do you know yeah like start working towards that. I was like, what a, what a great Dude, analogy. It's entirely man. possible, man. I mean, <laughs> the more you study physics and quantum physics and just you look at reality, yeah. I mean, it just gets weirder mm. and weirder, man. I mean, yep. there's a, because we're talking about purpose a lot. And so there's an idea that really ties into us that I love, which is this um, loaf of bread idea with, with mm. the universe and space time. So basically, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically like, you know, if you have a regular two-dimensional timeline, mm-hmm let's say from, you know, zero to a hundred years or something like that. Right. I mean, anywhere where you slice to make a slice, it's very linear. Like it's going to be 20 years, 30 years, whatever else. Right. right. But when you have a loaf of bread or let's say a, a three-dimensional space yeah, and especially over large distances, it starts to create really weird like rules. And it, that whole timeline thing might be very true because for example, uh, you know, like if it's a really large distance in space, apparently yeah. that, when you'd cut that timeline, let's say diagonally, you're going across time. So basically, you know, if a planet, you know, it's really freaking weird, but let's say a planet's like 10 billion light years away or something like that. Yeah. Well, if, if you cut a timeline from 1700, you may be, they may be 800 years in the future or 800 years in the past. So basically it says like everything's already kind of created and we're just yes. aligning with that timeline Yep. And I, I believe that when you are in your purpose, you're allowing and surrendering. It goes back to that surrendering mm. idea, right? Mm. Like when you surrender, you're surrendering to that magnetic pull that mm. the universe is wanting that harmony. I think everybody has their purpose and we have to just uncover it through surrender. And we align yeah. with that magnetic force uh, that's already wanting everything to turn out the best possible way anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just, that's the timeline. It's like, there's a timeline that's in the center and that's like the best possible one. And there's yep. these other timelines that are kind of shitty and, you know, you kind of just drift <laughs> off based on your, you know, based on your uh, whatever alignment and, yeah, yeah. So, well, it's 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 the you know uh, multiple multiple dimensions kind of thing, yeah, and and if you zoom multiverse. out of this dimension, where like three D, four D, whatever, and you go to a higher dimension, then you could theoretically move over and insert yourself into a completely different timeline. And you know, there's a version of me and you that are having this conversation. I you know just got 
pissed off at you and say, I'm done. You know, I jumped off. And there's another one where it's like, you know, we're having an even better time and we're like, dude, we got to meet up in person and like yeah, we make it happen right. in the next week and like all this stuff. Right. So all those possibilities exist. Uh, I wanted to get back to the control. Cause I think that's a big, yeah. big thing that a lot of people yeah, let's do um, want and especially in their purpose, right. Live in their purpose. Cause we, we focus on purpose, power and prosperity with the, yeah. the men mastermind mastering man thing curriculum. And so, the purpose is, I, I think people are looking for this shiny object. They're looking for this, this thing that they've accomplished, a trophy that they can put up on the wall and say, I've done it. I've, I've yeah. lived and achieved my purpose. And that I believe that's total BS, man. Yeah. Like sure. Celebrate the victories a hundred percent, like no, totally not dug in that. What I am saying though, is it's about more than a single, single point. It's about the habit. It's about the identity, the, the behavioral ritualistic celebration of yes. yourself all along the journey, because that is what is living your purpose in my opinion it's not it's not some end goal of course there's like serving people and things like that but ultimately it's like am i happy am i fulfilled am i acknowledging myself that like i'm creating my reality and i'm taking that 100 responsibility and i'm and i'm choosing to accept all of that the, the good the bad the ugly you know the the beautiful shining moments and the mess ups and i i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for the reality that i'm creating and the other thing with control is a lot of people think that they they have control, and the more we attach ourselves to control, um, then the the more difficult it is, I believe, for life to bring us the miracles, Absolutely. the surrender, and ultimately, it's even the chaos, right? Like, how do we how do we navigate chaos? How do we be one with chaos when we're actually what? It's not so much the chaos, but it's our intuition, it's our inner knowing, it's our inner guiding, it's our soul that's leading us to where we are high, our highest and best good, and we don't need to know where that is, but we're trusting it, we have faith in it, we. We are, we are believing it and we're, we're like, we know that there's some bigger plan. And so there's, there's never anything that can re derail us too hard because we have that foundation of truth. That's like, no, there's something bigger going on here. Like I just get to ride the wave. And the more I enjoy it, the more I play, the more I take each moment and enjoy the sensual satisfaction of each moment and, and the things that I've achieved, the people that I'm around and also the, that I'm not there yet. Right. That's another thing. Like so many people want to be there and it's like, why, do you have to be there to enjoy it? Or can you enjoy that you're not there and enjoy that you're in the process? You're molding the clay. You're, you're on the journey. And like part of the, the fun is, is the fantasizing and, and the, the hoping, the wishing, the uh, excitement of what it's going to be like when we get there. It's everything around. It's everything yeah. around that point in time. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. It reminds me of uh, all the training that I used to do when I, before all the madness happened, but when I was really training hard and also training students to perform and stuff. And yeah. we'd have these charity events every year where we have to prepare somebody who's never danced before, literally for like six months, hardcore dancing with the stars style. And they would, you know, they have to be like, literally half, it was women most of the time. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So they would have to be half naked in front of all their friends and to raise money, you know, for the kidney foundation or something. Yeah, And it was such a great experience because you know, they would train hard and stress out and it was all about that goal and we got to look perfect for it. And, you know, and this, 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 this. And they finally do the show and it's like literally a minute and a half. I mean, it's like, it goes by like this, you know, cause you, you perform it so quick and then it's like, oh, that's gone forever. Mm. Well, I don't want to stop dancing. Like that was fun. All that stuff that we yeah. did, all the chit chatting, all the joking around on the floor, mm. all the arguing, all the messing up, all the, you know, practice performances, like, 
all that's gone. You know, it's like, yeah, that's the point. And that was when they actually started learning if they decided to continue. And that was a real profound experience for me because um, like you said, and I love how you put it because it's very true. You know, we are so obsessed with the obvious, you know, we're so obsessed with the obvious things that happen, the peaks, but we don't see the the connecting lines in between the peaks, you know, the valleys and the, the ascends and the descends and stuff. And all those things are so important. And when you can start looking for those and seeing the value in the, the not so obvious, you know, and not just the, cause you know, like you said, like you may win something and I, I agree, celebrate them, you know, raise yourself up and, and don't be afraid to do that. But when you succeed at something, no matter what goal that you achieve, once it's achieved, it's gone forever, man. Like mm. the time swallows it forever. Right. I mean, mm. it's gone. So yep. what's the point? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, the point is, what you developed as a result in your character and your habits and who you 100%. are and, you know, uh, what kind of person you became and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, hundred percent with that. What, one of the things that I did, and I know you'll love this when I was in my twenties, like, like random 20, I, I said, man, I feel like a really stiff white boy and it was no <laughs> rhythm who has no flow, who has no like soul. Right. I'm hey, I'm mechanical. white too. So I learned that again. It's, it's possible. It's, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but here's the thing, listen to the story. It's, it's, I was, I was in this place where I'm like, man, I feel like I'm not tapped in with like the attractiveness of life, the sensuality. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, what am I going to do? What am I going to do to break through this? Right? And I think a lot of people, my invitation for your, your audience is to ask yourself, what is the place where you really want to grow, but maybe you've been resisting because it, it does take courage, right? And maybe yeah. dancing is super common for the people who are tuning in and like the dance of life. And that's that's a really strong thing. I don't think it is. Here. <laughs> right, right. And so maybe there's other things that maybe are, are more courageous for you, like getting up on an open mic night or starting yeah. a business or, you know, like, whatever, whatever it is, making a speech, public speaking, whatever it is. Um, For me, I I just knew whenever I confront an obstacle or something that I'm afraid of or intimidated by, I will grow through it and I will become a better version of myself because of it. And so I joined Zumba, man. I joined Zumba dancing at at our local 24-hour fitness gym. I started doing that. I loved it. I felt like awkward at first, but like I started picking up the moves and just having having a blast. And uh, then I started doing hip hop dancing as well. And I was like, dude, this is freaking epic you know i love i love my body and all the raves and stuff i was dancing too so it's like it it became more of my self-expression and it actually unlocked a lot of my self-expression and my confidence to just be me and so that was a, a big thing and then two other things around women and like getting rejected I was really afraid of getting rejected. My first, uh, first best, my best friend asked out my first girlfriend when I was 16 for me in, in high school, texted her, you know, asked her out yeah. for me because he was, he was friends with her. And so uh, that's how I uh, went with my first girlfriend. And then at 20 years old or so, when I joined the network marketing company in my first year, I was like, okay, I know I get to get through this fear of rejection, both for sales in this business, as well as, you know, for women. And so I was like, what can I do to really break through that? And since I was still in college, not that it really matters, I could probably still go to a college campus and fit in pretty well. Uh, (laughs) So I went to Cal State Fullerton in Southern California. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ask 50 random women for their phone number. I don't even care if I get it or not. I'm just going to, I'm just going to blitz it. You know, like they could even be pulling out their phone to give it to me. And I'm just going to walk away. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I just, I just want to go through the the pace of asking, right. And do that, do that um, practice. Right. And so I did it. It was, it was like exhilarating adrenaline rush. Some of the women were pissed off because I asked for it and I didn't wait around to get it. They didn't like, I didn't care. So it was was funny. (laughs) But the second thing that really like shifted me, upgraded me, I know it happened because the time 
timing is just too, too perfect was about three years ago, three and a half years ago, I was at a point where uh, it was a really tough spot in my life. And I'm like, man, I just need a breakthrough. Like, what can I do? And I had been doing Facebook lives a lot and doing, doing a lot of Facebook lives. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Santa Monica pier and I'm going to Facebook live myself asking beautiful women for a kiss. And wow. I'm going to keep doing it until I get a kiss. <laughs> and so, so I do take it, some man. balls. <laughs> and, and so the first like 15 minutes, I am squirming, man. I'm like, oh my God, this is so awkward and sucks. Oh, you know, but everyone's watching. And that's yeah. another thing that I really love is accountability, having coaches, having mentors, people who are like challenging me to be a better version. And so it took eight women to, to ask for a kiss. And I finally got a kiss on the wow. eighth one on, on Facebook Live. And uh, it was it was awesome, man. A month later, a month later, I met Petia, my fiance, who I'm I'm with yeah. today and Congratulations, you know, married to in a month. So, dude, no no coincidences, no coincidences. That is so crazy. It's rad, man. Man, you know, it's uh, you you mentioned such a so many wonderful things. I want to touch on the courage piece because I think yeah. courage for men specifically. I mean, I think for everybody, but you know, let's just focus on men for a second. I think men being courageous is that's one of the defining characteristics i believe of a man you know especially traditionally we always risk things right risk for the family risk for the tribe you know we uh we had to put ourselves at risk and so courage is just an innate part of becoming a man i think in in life and really oh, yeah. being courageous and taking taking that action whether it's like you said starting a business um, you know, asking on Facebook Live for girls for a kiss, man, that takes some balls. I'll tell you what, that just, that makes me nervous just thinking about it. My goodness, that's so funny. But it's, yeah, it's you a know, rite of, it's a rite of passage, man. Yeah, like these yeah, things are rites of passage, and yeah. we we don't have those kinds of rites of passage yeah, as, exactly as a Western society anymore. So it's like yeah. we have to create them for ourselves. Today, I, I'd say starting your own business—that's a freaking rite of passage. That's oh, yeah. like a, a gnarly journey to embark on, but it's it's so transformational, man. What do you think, men? What are you thinking of some uniquely? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like distinctly distinct challenges that men have in mm. this particular society we live in today. Cause there's a lot of great opportunities we have and I'm not against those. I, I believe in capitalism, essentially a free market and all that yeah, good stuff. 100%. But, but at the same time, you know, there, there's also, you know, a lot of distractions too, I feel like because of oh, yeah. that, you know, and so as a man, I, I think we're, we have some unique challenges in um, discovering that, that healthy masculinity. And, and again, not kind of getting sidetracked into video games, alternate realities, porn, all, all the crap that oh, yeah. basically happens uh, that sucks away our potential. So what do you think are some of those challenges? So number one, I love what you said there, as far as like coping mechanisms, one of the biggest yeah. challenges is men don't have healthy coping mechanisms. Mm. We haven't been taught how to express ourselves, how to deal with trauma, how to deal with wounds that have been affecting us and influencing us for potentially decades, right? And that's that's one of the most crippling things that keeps people and men stuck below their potential. And so the more that we are willing to, to kind of confront those, and, and, and typically it's asking for help. Typically- yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone who's like, I'm going to go self-analyze myself into a place of holistic healing and, you know, right. being great forever. Like for me, I, I had to grapple with this shit, like so many times as it would just like come up and, and I went through tons of training. I'm sure you've had 
tons of conversations where like you got clarity on this thing that's been uh, a blind spot for so freaking long. And so I think that's a big one is number one, developing um, the awareness of what happened and creating new coping uh, mechanisms and and rules for yourself and standards and non-negotiables and what I will and won't tolerate in life. I think too many men tolerate mediocrity. They tolerate self-sabotage. They tolerate lying. They tolerate cheating. They tolerate stealing. They tolerate, even if it's not like I'm going to go steal something from someone or a store or whatever it might be like stealing from someone's, you know, attention, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm stealing their, their, their energy to, to yeah. get attention. And like, I'm just playing the victim or whatever it might be. You know, it's, I think that's a big one. And then the other thing is, and by the way, there's a, there's a lot of different coping strategies that are healthier. Like there's EFT tapping, getting out to nature, having a conversation with a coach or someone who's outside of you to give you a more resourceful perspective um, and journaling. And I mean, the list goes on and on. So there's yeah. endless amounts of those. Um, but the other thing is, I feel like men especially stay stuck in our head. Right. And we're, and we're unwilling to ask for help. We're unwilling to like drop into our heart and feel the stuff that we've been, been like carrying for so long. And it's like, we just keep overanalyzing. We're in this analysis paralysis forever. Right. And it keeps them just stuck. Even me, like I, the other week I was at, at the gym and I have a commitment that everywhere I go, I am a force of empowerment. Right. So uh, even if I see someone working out and they're crushing it, man, a a guy who's like buff and alpha. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're getting it. You're getting it. (laughs) And there's a part of me that wants to just walk up and say, dude, you're crushing it. Go, you know. And then there's another part of me that's like, oh, I better better wait for the right moment. Better uh, make sure he's he's open and willing to listen and don't want to interrupt his flow or blah, 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 blah. And so it's like this people pleasing mask and the analysis paralysis that just takes away from the presence that I can be in the world. And I know that that's happening to men everywhere, right? It's, it's what is the conversation that's going on that's stopping you from just being with people and being who you said you desired to be. Oftentimes men kind of know what they want. They want more abundance. They want more prosperity. They want more purpose. They want more power to get stuff done. They want to be more confident, Um, but they're not like voicing that enough to the people who can support them in achieving that and hold them accountable to that. And they oftentimes just let themselves off the hook. There's, there's not personal accountability, personal integrity to really live it. And that's something Petty and I, as a, as a couple, we're like, okay, we're, we're going to be a power couple who actually yeah. walks our freaking talk. And that's, yeah. that's something that, especially in today's age of, of uh, online entrepreneurship, influencers, brand building, it's easy to look good on social media, but oh, to yeah. live congruent with the message, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's a whole different, yeah. I love you guys' pictures. It's so cool. You guys went to like Tulum or something. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Two yeah, months that ago. Looks, that's that's oh, why that I looks like so much fun. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, man. You know, it's, it's so good to have healthy uh, role models and, you know, relationships are so complicated too, obviously. I oh mean, yeah. Yeah. And I think we really have to understand ourselves. There's so much to understand about yourself before you can really be of service to somebody else in a relationship, in a, in a true empowering relationship. And I think uh, we go through so many cycles. And I think part of the part of the um, hard relationships, like you know, everybody has these destructive relationships at first, right? You know, you, you have to have them. I think you, everybody has to go through that. Yep. Um, and the thing that I've found is that as you grow and, and change, you have to balance two opposing truths in your, in your approach. And, you know, for one example, since we're talking about guys and stuff and, 
is sort of like that nice guy, which is very in tune with the feminine and accommodating, yep. you know, yep. and there's that asshole that's sort of like really like alpha, like I'm going to crush it. I'm going to go for this, you know, get and shit so, done. Yeah. And get shit done. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, how do you personally balance those two? Cause they are important. Each of them have truths for us to, to really use in different times, obviously. Uh, but I find that people get stuck sometimes in one or the other, Yeah, uh, you know, so how do you, how do you find that balance? I believe the, the, the fruits, right. What we, what we have, the results that we've created are a clear indication of what's in our roots, right? So our, mm-hmm. our, our subconscious, our beliefs, our paradigms that are shaping our reality in our world, whatever, whatever we get in, that's, that's an indicator, right? So chance, chances are, if someone has more success, more uh, successful finances, they're going to be more in their masculine potentially, right? Yeah. That's, it's not always, but more so they're going to get shit done. They're going to not care as much about what people think or feel or whatever it might be. And yeah. they're going to live for themselves. They're going to be in their masculine and, and get their goal. The other thing is there's a lot of men who are um, not where they want to be in that aspect, and they might be more in their feminine because they are taking care of themselves. They care about what people think. They're great listeners. They're great at empathizing. They're great at connecting with people. So like I've, I've heard that many, many times, like, oh, you're great, such a great listener, you know, and for, mm-hmm. for about a period of like 18 to 25-ish, I was like really focused on the feminine, really focused mm-hmm. on being a better a listener, better, more caring, that kind of stuff. Uh, and especially since I met Petia, I'm like, okay, I have plenty of feminine, fem- plenty of care. <laughs> now I get to have that like kind of masculine, yeah. like, I'm going to hold this mother effing container and yeah. like, like a boss, you know, like ain't no, ain't nobody getting through this. Like, or, or, you know, like, I don't care what you throw at me. I don't care what chaos happens. I am holding this container and that's a masculine, uh, presence, right? Chaos goes with the flow and kind of adapts to life. And I think a lot of men, uh, don't have the results that they want because they're more so in their feminine. I think, especially Mm -hmm. for me, my generation, Gen Y, um, like that focus on, uh, how we feel and not offending other people and yeah. being keyboard warriors who get all this unhealthy expression of masculine out on the keyboard. But when it comes to actual life, we're not actually really grounded in our masculine where we're able to get things done. Uh, I think that's kind of the epidemic that's going on right now for, for men. And what the world needs is not like less toxic masculinity. It's, it's more men in their true divine masculine, their mature masculine, their, their true King, their true warrior, the true magician and lover that's mature and able to um, make responsible decisions. They know who they are, right? They know, they know what their boundaries are. They know what they deserve and they know what they will and won't tolerate. And what some, some guys don't see the consequences of their actions and they're sleeping around and they're having like all these babies and they're, you know, breaking women's hearts and all this stuff. And it's like, bro, like that's, that's not mature either. Like you get to recognize the consequences of your actions. So I I really think it's ultimately looking at the fruits of what we're getting tutor. I love that. There's so much, so much in there. I mean, I really think that the health of a society is the backbone is the health of the individual, you know, and and obviously the health of the family as an extension of that. So good. And we, and it's just, I mean, it's just simple logic. I mean, you, you disintegrate individual identity and values. And ex- by extension of that, you disintegrate the family unit. Yep. Uh, you you can't expect the society will be, you know, great because you're going to have crime. You're going to have all kinds of unhealthy expressions for attention, for all these needs that we have, fundamental needs of being, you know, I think Tony Robbins had a, a good quote about this. You know, he said, you could be significant 
and hold a gun to somebody's head, <laughs> or you can mm. be significant and, you know, uh, you know, go and volunteer at a soup kitchen, you know, so yep. there's very ways, different ways of being significant. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, I think because people have lost their sense of identity and, you know, with my background, I, like I said, with the dancing, I, it was a very traditional background being very gender, um, you know, clear, you know, male yep. and female. And yep. it was, you know, I'm very grateful for that because you had to learn how to be a man, you know, in dancing. I mean, believe it or not, uh, you know, especially ballroom dancing, you had to learn how to be a man and lead the, lead the lady, oh, yeah. but, but yeah. not lead her with force. You have to lead her through invitation and mm. you had to learn how to stand there and look strong. I mean, it's such a great training for men. I think, honestly, Damn. uh, Damn. it really, I've always wanted to actually create a program. I know just never got around to it, but, uh, you know, I've written a lot about it in my books, but I've always wanted yeah. to create a program to, use almost i don't know how to describe it like they used to have like etiquette classes they used to teach etiquette yep. classes for like boys and girls in high school yeah and there's so much value to that man damn it like there's so much value to the boys are asking the girls you know for their hand and there's like this sort of system and, and through that yep. through that system yep. you identify you know where you fucking stand and she yep. knows where she fucking stands and yep. and it's not like a patriarchal thing it's it's hey i have an identity and i can be confident from that identity and i i know what my responsibilities are and i can take responsibility so yeah i've always wanted to, to do something more with that i just like i said i haven't had the time but there's so much value in the movement you know how we move how we move i'm very passionate about movement and how we move is very you know like you you know a lot about this like you know your state determines your posture, right? So if somebody's yep. walking around super depressed and, you know, you just change their posture and suddenly there's like a new possibility that they can think of automatically without even talking about anything. And so the same is with dancing, you know, I, I believe that with movement, you can really, um, you know, just be more confident and learn your relationship to your body weight is so important. That's why I tell everybody, go do a movement practice, go do yoga, go mm. do Tai Chi, go do fucking sparring, whatever you feel like doing, but, but do it from the approach of technique, like yeah. approach it from a, a curious eye of yeah. masterful learning, like want, I, you know, explore the technique. So you actually get better at it. Cause that's, what's going to develop your sense of self, your confidence, your sensitivity, yeah. uh, you know, all those things, your strength, you know, in many ways, obviously. So yeah. I love that. I love that dude. I think the word that came to my mind while you're saying that, like the mastery, the focusing on the mastery is presence, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, are you really being present, present in the flow, in the movement? Yes. And, and like, I, I'll just practice, you know, walking from my office to the bedroom. Like I will just haul ass, you know, like when I'm done <laughs> with, with a call or whatever, I'm just like, all right, get my stuff done. Get my stuff right. done. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. What would it be like if I walked slowly with presence yeah. and it's so awkward <laughs> it's like... it is but you know that's the only skill that we that's the only skill we need to practice i think because mm. when you're present yeah. that is, there is no other skill in life that if you practice that skill it, it helps everything else yep every skill has sort of a sphere of influence that you know you, you can use it for but presence is the ultimate skill because you know you you can improve anything with presence there's nothing where if you're more present it, it's worse you know like so Dude. Especially, yeah. especially with like the social media epidemic, I'd say that's probably one of the biggest things that is is taking people's time is like technology, social media, yeah. entertainment, stuff like that. Dude, if if this stuff was was gone, and uh, there's a lot of blessings, I'm grateful for a lot of it. I'm grateful for podcasting, Zoom. This is a freaking yeah. miracle. Let me let me it just is. like yeah. reiterate <laughs> that foundation. And 
there's just so much non-presence. There's so much just, I am a robot being controlled by the, the chemistry that's being, uh, you know, distributed in my body. And this yeah. screen is my my thing. I'm like the rat in the cage who just keeps going over to the, to the, to the, whatever the drug that's in the water. <laughs> yeah. Depressing the thing, getting the cheese, whatever. And I, I believe that's, that's one of the biggest things, like you said, is, is presence. It makes everything better. And if we can just be more present in what we're doing in, in where, where we're at, in who we're with a great uh, exercise that Petty and I do is sometimes we'll close our eyes and eat eat our food, eat our oh, food nice. with our eyes yeah. closed. And it just slows everything down and allows you to savor each bite. And it's, it's super powerful, man. It's, it might seem trivial, but like, it's these little things, these little it's tweaks. The that basics, kinda, man. Yeah, exactly. Got to get exactly. back to the basics. I think we, you know, we, we tend to go for the shiny bells and whistles, but it's really all about the basics. I feel if you can develop yep. a mindful approach to life, that's another thing too. I think that will help men a lot is, Mm. You know, men naturally, again, because of the testosterone, I think we're so outcome oriented that we, all right, what's next? What's next? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's fucking go. And I'm guilty of it too. I'm fucking type oh, yeah. A, you know, oh, I yeah. know, you know, you know what it's like. It's like yep. you get in the hamster wheel of your, you know, your to-do list and you're like, right, let's go. The fucking let's next thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just forget to live your life. And so I think that mindfulness mm. for men is, is such an important skill uh, for everything. It helps you become a better communicator, helps you in sales. Fuck. I mean, to be, yep. if you're in sales and you don't understand mindfulness and understand mm -hmm. how to listen or connect with people and all these sort of things that are sensitivity based, I mean, you might get some sales, but you know, you're going to have a lot of buyer's remorse and people might return stuff later, or, you know, mm -hmm. you might not have mm -hmm. longevity in your relationships. Like it's, it's all about the mindfulness. Damn. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that it's going back to the masculine feminine balance and it's feminine, but it's also mature feminine because yeah, there could exactly. be kind of a, a manipulator feminine. Who's like, yeah. Ooh, I hear that. And I'm going to, you know, capitalize on that. I'm going to yeah. attack that and, and make this person buy something that maybe they weren't ready to buy or whatever, like that buyer yeah. remorse, like you said. And it's, it's so important that we have both of those uh, hemispheres, the, the yin and the yang balanced and able to, to tap into those in a mature way. A, a great book for, for men, especially as the King Warrior Magician Lover uh, by, I don't know who it's, Robert, I think. Anyways, and it's a great, great book. And, King Warrior uh, Magician Lover. Yes, yes. King Warrior Magician Lover. It's a great into the archetypes. And what happens if uh, it's a mature version of the archetype? And what happens if it's not? You know, mm. so like the, the lover, if it's a, it's an immature lover, it's like the mama's boy, right? And they have yeah, all these yeah. different different uh, titles for the, the different mature and immature versions of those energies. Interesting. I'm going to have to yeah. write that down. King, warrior, magician, lover. Yep. Yeah, nice. Yep. I always love learning those things. I've learned, I, I was a psychology major in, in college. So, Dude, I mean, I, so I, awesome. I love all, you know, I just love understanding all these different things. Like uh, I've read the Celestine Prophecy. I've read, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have those control dramas in there, you know, the different mechanisms, how we control energy and stuff. It's just interesting yeah. stuff. I mean, obviously you can't put people in a box, but um, I just love learning that kind of stuff. So, Dude. Uh, learning, learning for me is like what makes life one of the things that makes life yeah. so enjoyable, right? Like I yeah. swear I could sit in a seminar all day long and if it's a good, you know, good presentation, something I'm interested in, good teacher, yeah. dude, like you, I am putty, you know, like yeah. I, I'll be whatever, whatever you need. I will be your fanboy. Like I will, I will be soaking up those <laughs> notes, writing down the notes. I just, I love learning, man. I love people when they, when they take that uh, authority to share, to contribute, to uh, make a difference for others. Not only that, but 
but they're also learning and mastering it even more. That's, that's, I think oh, the yeah. thing that, that sometimes we forget is like, as a student, of course we're learning, but to go teach something, which a lot of people kind of put off until they're ready, men, especially like, Oh, I'm not ready. I don't, I don't know it all yet. I haven't have, I don't have it figured all out. I'm like, dude, ready, fire, and then aim, right? Like, yeah. dude, just go, just go launch it. Like I set a date, have a plan. Of course, don't be like, all right, I'll launch my podcast tomorrow. And I don't know anything about podcasting and you know, okay. Sometimes you need to, you know, that's what I did. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes you need to do that. I mean, I'm, I, I agree. I, I'm a perfectionist. I love to have a plan, but with my podcast, I fucking, I, I was just talking about that the other day. I literally started it. I had no fucking clue about anything, but you can look at my first episode from what, three and a half years ago. And it's just garbage, but I mean, Hey, it was, <laughs> it was a start, right? You had to start yes, somewhere. I dude. mean, you just have to hit the dude. ground running. And I think that's we, it. you know, you're the generation that you mentioned, you know, that's growing up now, I think also struggles with that. And especially, Oh yeah. Again, with men specifically dude. and taking risks and having courage, you know, it's like, yeah. I think they were exposed and they're, they're being exposed to so much information, so much detail mm -hmm. that it's really forcing that sort of berry picker kind of thinking which is great. You know, you need to utilize that to some extent, but it's just, when do you utilize it? You know? And so I think that you get in that paralysis stage and the generations growing up where they're just like perfectionists and oh, I can't take a risk, you know, I can't go for it yet. You know, might not be ready or whatever. And I think that's just a shame because, uh, you know, the great men of history have all been risk takers, you know, dude, I, I've got a, I've got a great reframe for, for people who are ready for it. It's not, it's not the right reframe for everyone, but I, I think for your audience, it'll, it'll be good. Yeah. So, um, first of all, we get to define perfectionism, right? Which is, I believe when, when people, people say perfectionism is I want everything to be perfect. Right. And so that's partly true, but I think the, the, the deeper truth is I don't want to mess up. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to fail. I don't want something to be wrong. I'm actually more focused on the thing not being wrong. So yeah. don't be wrong. Don't be wrong. Don't be wrong. Please don't be wrong. Please don't be wrong. Please don't be wrong. That's freaking grade A perfectionism that sabotages the F out of people. And yeah. so that is not actually anything to do with being perfect, right? It's like, it's the complete option, opposite. It's don't be wrong. Yeah. And so for me, I took on this frame of everything I do is perfect right? How could, how could I get it wrong? How can I get it wrong? It's like, this conversation is perfect. The exact things that need to come out and, and be heard, it's perfect. It, yeah. it happened, right? I'm not going back and trying to wish it was something different and redo it, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Uh, you know, it's, it's perfect. And so for me, I just, there's a, there's a trust, there's a faith, there's a peace that comes with that. And that is life-changing, man. So I really invite everyone who's tuning in right now to, to say, do, am I really caring about perfection or is it trying to not get things wrong? And can I let that go? Am I willing to temporarily even, right? You don't, you don't have to believe this is the truth, but try it out, try it out for yourself. Can I set that aside? Can I set, up, set that aside for the, the need for perfectionism, the need for things to not be wrong and say, well, you know, what would it be like if I'm actually, actually exactly where I'm meant to be? I'm in, I'm in the perfect spot. You know, my life, even though it's not how I want it to be, it's not how I wish it would be. I wish like so many things were different, quote unquote. It's okay. It's okay. I can, I can just accept that I am exactly where I am. Let's, let's bring some peace to that. And even higher than a state of acceptance is perfection and, yeah. and like that ultimate allowing and knowing that there's, you know, some greater, for me, it's like a, a greater divine plan going on that like, I believe is operating everything in this life. And I just get to trust that and, and do my part 
take, I'm not saying, you know, delegate or uh, uh, defer your responsibility to, to God to do everything for you. Cause I know a lot of people do that. And I'm like, no, you, you are creating your reality and God is creating through you. At least as far as I think the universe yeah. is creating through you, you know, uh, and, and you're still the miracle that you are. So yeah, man, that was, that was a really powerful shift for me. I agree with that 100% on everything. I mean, especially the piece about faith. And I think faith is such an important component of uh, of being a man and being a a mature man because, you know, and we're not talking necessarily religious here, but just just having the connection that there is something greater than you that is above you, you know, that wants the best for you, that's co-creating with you. Yes. uh, that, That you are obviously taking responsibility, but... At the same time, you're also surrendering too, and knowing how to dance between taking responsibility and, and, and taking risk, and also allowing that greater to speak to you. And I think that's a very important component of life in general for everybody, but men especially, because as a man, I don't know, you know, I'm a little more traditional, call me or not, but I, I really feel that men are the back. You know, you have to like risk. You have to risk a lot as a man. It's just as part of our life. It's just our our DNA, you know, and so you inherently have to develop faith as a man. You have to, if you don't have faith, you don't have shit as a man, you know, ultimately like think about like, for example, a speech, right. Or anything you want to do, like where you're helping other people and being of service and channeling your masculine in a positive way, you have to believe in what the hell you're talking about. And if you don't believe in what the hell you're talking about, you don't have faith. (laughs) If you don't have integrity, you know, in the sense where you can honor your word, you can speak it into existence and then, okay, I align with what I'm saying and you can count on me. That all that all falls into the faith conversation for me that people can have faith in you because you have faith in yourself. And so ultimately all those things together create that that masculine, that healthy masculine and that confidence. And if you don't have that, I mean if you're not practicing that, you'll be lost. I mean, you don't you won't know what you are, you know. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. I love what you said there about be, about pra, pra, uh, practicing faith. And that's, that's, that's the part is a lot of people think that, well, how am I supposed to get from where I am to being a man of faith or to having all this faith that quote unquote moves mountains? It's like, well, practice it, you know, like have faith that today's going to go good. (laughs) Like start there, have faith that (laughs) the next call is going to be exactly what it's supposed to be. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to have fun. You're going to enjoy it. I have faith. I have faith in that, you know, start with the, the baby steps that you can, can work with. And I think that's another thing is uh, I want to talk about two things, baby steps and then the dance of life because i know it's a big big theme here so number one is baby steps like i am never too good for baby steps because i don't care if it's been 20 whatever almost 30 years since i learned how to walk right and and do those baby steps in life there's constantly going to be new topics new new things new fields new skills that you're a freaking baby in (laughs) it's like that's you can't escape that. Right. So it's like, okay, how can I have this beginner's mindset? How can I have this growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset? Right. Like Carol S. Dweck, great, great book, growth mindset. How can I have a growth mindset and take this on with just celebrating whatever progress I made? If I, if I grab a guitar and I, you know, can, freaking strum the strings and it sounds like crap. Hey, at least I, I sat the down. strings. Yeah. Yeah. I sat down and I played the guitar. Like that's yeah. a freaking win, you know? So yeah. that's, that's a big thing, especially I'm, I'm sure in dancing uh, for me, it was big as like, I'm going to suck at this. That's okay. It's yeah. okay. I'm going to suck. I'm going to make missteps. I'm going to step on myself. I'm probably going to run into people, whatever, you know, but let's, let's enjoy it. And that, that dance of life mentality for me is like, Man, it doesn't matter what step just happened. 
It's about what step am I choosing now? How am I going to yeah. choose a next coordinated, poised, confident, you know, joyful step instead of like bringing that past step, the past, you know, uh, uh, I stepped on someone's toes a hundred steps ago. Yeah. I'm still carrying it with me. Damn, yeah. I'm stupid. Damn, I'm clumsy. Right. No, like leave that there and be like, all right, let's enjoy this present moment. I think, I really think that that presence, that this present moment uh, really embodies that concept of the dance of life, bro. Hundred percent, man. It's and it's. I think dancing is just such a great uh, metaphor for life. I'm it very is. grateful that I've had the experience that I've had because uh, you know I had a very obviously very technical experience about it, and it, it really gave me some some profound insights, man. I mean, I, I look at people dancing to me, and you look at the difference between a couple dancing, and they don't have to be pros or anything, but a couple who's having fun yeah. and just enjoying their time together to me is like the model of any relationship that's, that's ideal in the sense that, like you said, if, if they miss a step, it's okay. You just go with the music. You know, it, they're both happy to be there. So to me, that means they both have a practice of gratitude and that's ultimately so important in a relationship Oof. of any kind business or otherwise. I think everybody has to have a sense of gratitude and the sense of like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm not going to be on the floor with you and just like rolling my eyes and fuck, I can't wait for this. Song to be over, you know? <laughs> So, you know, you just look at that and it's, uh, you know, we have a saying I used to always say to my students, I would say, there's no right or wrong. There's only right and left. In <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and love it's it. true. It's like, you know, you get hung up on choreography and you can read yep. choreography here as anything in your life, any kind of decision or thing that you're going through. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we get so hung up on what the right choreography is, but really it's like, okay, if mm -hmm. There's only right, there's only right and left. If it doesn't go this way, it goes the other way, you know, plain and simple, you know. So just <laughs> try to remember that there is no right or wrong, there's just right and left. So yeah, it's uh dancing's been a real that's why I like movement in general. I think movement, and if you can again approach it from a technical perspective in the sense that you know, not be a pro, but really be curious to fucking get better, man. I think that's another thing yep. for men that need to men need to like have a sense of skill in something, you know, I think you need to yep. be skilled at something, not video games, you know, not <laughs> fucking, you know, I don't know, whatever else people are getting skilled at, but you have to, you know, you, there's just a sense of like pride and not in an arrogant way. Cause there's healthy pride, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. There's healthy pride. And that pride I think is an extension of your skill, you know, your, yep. your ability, confidence, to, confidence, what you can yep. do, competence, exactly what you yep. can do for others. So I think that's really important is to have that sense of skill and, and connecting to your body through a physical practice that can give you skill is so important. I think so oh. important. So you're not stuck in your mind uh, and you have that sense of like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I can do a backflip or I can do, you know, a karate routine or I can, you know, lead a girl to through a couple dances. You know, I have that sense of like, yeah, fuck it. I can own my, I can own my skill, you know? Yeah. And, and the invitation that I'm hearing and I, I accept it and I invite our audience to as well is like, what's the thing that brings you the curiosity, brings you the wonder, brings you the passion. You always wish you could have done it. You know, even if it's like, whatever, you're going to martial arts or going to a dance class or going to, to a music lesson, like just yeah. go, go do some research on it, start learning about it, take the next step, whatever that is, find a local place and just take that next step. And, and you don't have to like, try to be a master at it. You can be be where you're at and just say, Hey, this, this seems interesting. Like I'm committed because there's a, a feeling, let's say potentially a feeling of stagnation or a feeling of like, I'm not truly fulfilled or I'm not truly alive. I'm not truly bringing my best self to the world. If that's the feeling, then start 
coming back to that childlike wonder and that childlike play that you were talking about and, and bring that curiosity into something. It doesn't matter what it is, but bring it into a field that like has some substance. And, you know, like we've been kind of ragging on video games, but the people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars (laughs) as as video game players today. So, you know, it it doesn't, doesn't matter what, what people think, right. It's, it's ultimately, what are you passionate about? What brings you joy? What brings you aliveness and how can you go serve, entertain, add value to people by being good at that. And you don't have to even have to figure that out, but maybe you can see some potential. Maybe you see other people doing that and then like, just figure it out one step at a time. You don't have to have all the answers. I think it's just about that drive for excellence, man. You know, I think that's really what it's all about. It is like you said, it doesn't really matter what you do. And kudos to you if you're earning fucking me listening to this and earning a million dollars from video game. I, <laughs> yes. I envy you. Great job, you know. But uh, yeah, like everything I, I've done, I've always tried to approach it from excellence, you know, like what, you know, how, how can I be better at this? You know, how can I really get more out of it? Because at the end of the day, the way I see it, like maybe not everything in your life should be excellence driven, but, you know, you mm. should have at least a few things in your life. Yep. Because look, at the end of the day, you know, going to Taco Tuesdays is fun, but everybody can fucking do that. <laughs> but if you, but if you are, you know, you get the pleasure of some really fucking complicated, hard thing to do that not a lot of people can do. That to me is a gift because it's you're yep. accessing a particular experience that is exclusive. You know, why mm. not? Why wouldn't you want to access that experience yeah. uh, and 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 taste the fruit of of this life? And and you can only do that through excellence. You cannot just kind of wait for it to come to you. You have to pursue it. And I think that's very big part of being a man in yeah. general. And and so. doing doing everything, everything that we do, bring that sense of excellence to yeah. it. You don't have to be world-class at it, but say, how could I do this a little bit better? How can I wash yeah. these dishes with a little bit more grace, a little bit more poise, a little bit more love, a little bit more presence, sen- yeah. sensing the bowls and the dishes, right? It's I think it really comes back to that presence and doing every single thing that we do with, with, uh, with love and with, with uh, passion, with joy, with our fullness of being. 100%, man. Well, you want to share your uh, three pillars of the mastered man curriculum before we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, purpose, power and prosperity. And so uh, really, there's these three kind of the, the, tangible things is like a purpose manifesto. It's a purpose manifesto, which is a a document for these men's lives so that they can look to it and refer to it and say, Hey, I'm either on track or off track. And I'm being the version who I said I wanted to be, I chose to be, or I'm not. And that's really powerful for a lot of men. Like when it's something written and like codified and like it's tangible, it changes the game. It changes the, the path. It changes how we see life and the choices that we make at that point. It's like, okay, now I get to be responsible for saying I wanted that thing. So that's the purpose manifesto. The next one is a skill called power channeling. And so really that's ultimately, how do you get into the state of power? That's the, the physiology, the energy, the confidence, the vocal, the, 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 all of it, right. That your entire being channel that power. And so that's the second pillar. And the last one is prosperity, these prosperity codes, right. And so we like to say, you download these prosperity codes, like cheat codes, right. For, for yeah. life, like you can download these codes and, uh, and really up upgrade your consciousness, upgrade your paradigm, upgrade how you see uh, the world and see opportunities, see the blessings all around us. Cause Holy moly, are we blessed? You're talking about gratitude earlier. I was like, yes, that's, that's the sauce, bro. That's a hundred percent. I mean, I think gratitude has been one of the most life-changing having a practice of gratitude has been one of the most important things I've done for myself in the oh, last, yeah. whatever, yeah. however long I've been doing personal growth. I don't know, 15, 16 years, you know, Dude, since college. Champ. 
champ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it's a practice, man. Every day, you oh, know, yeah. there's a there's a different uh, challenge, and it's like you. That's where the practice is. It takes another level. You might wake up and you're fucking exhausted, and you're like, all right, well, I hate the world, so let me <laughs> <laughs> let me reframe, you know, and find. Find that practice when I'm eating, eat mindfully, be grateful that I'm eating. And there's thousands of starving children, millions of starving children on the planet. Yeah. So you got to just remind yourself all the time. But gratitude is number one. That was one thing, especially for relationships too. Um, You know, that's one thing that I look for in all my relationships, romantic or otherwise is how grateful are you? Like, are you a grateful person? You know, (laughs) like you could be hot as hell. I don't care. But if you're not grateful, if you don't have a practice of gratitude, like, forget it i've been oh, there yeah. i've been there done that oh, i'm yeah. never doing it again and it's no. just Com- complaining is like a stench that like no <laughs> yeah. just get away from me <laughs> yeah but you know it's funny because if you the, I, I it's all about that dual uh, you know like duality because when i look at my past relationships and when i didn't have that practice of gratitude i attracted people into my life that were also not very grateful, you know, oh, yeah. they were basically, um, you know, that took me for granted and I'm a people pleaser by heart as something I've worked on is basically uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not being a, not being a people pleaser and recovering people. pleaser. Yeah. I'm a recovering <laughs> people pleaser for sure. And it's just like, you know, but, but you would, it's like the yin and the yang, everything that's opposite attracts it's, you know, opposite. So if you are insecure, you're going to find somebody to fucking push your buttons, you know? So, yep. Yep. so now I noticed that like, after doing all these things and really trying to be more in tune with it, it's like, man, the people coming into my life, business, otherwise doesn't matter. It's all very grateful people, very um, people that are aligned in the way that I strive to be aligned, you know? So it's, I'm very grateful for that. It's very, very cool. So Mm. Mm. on that note, final question for you, what are you most grateful for? Ooh, man. I'm grateful that the woman of my dreams entered my life three and a half years ago. I'm getting married to her in a month. And wow, in a month. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One month, June, June here in Vegas. And uh, That's so I'm, cool. I'm, I'm super grateful because she reminded me and showed me and, and kind of woke me up from a slumber that Christopher, you actually deserve and you get to, and you're blessed to have people around you who lights you the F up, right? And who are so aligned with you, who are so kind and generous and, you know, abundant and also challenge you and love you and see you as a better version of yourself. Like you deserve to have that all around you, right? And like, and, and be blessed with that for the rest of your life. Not, you don't have to put up with relationships that are, are super difficult and, you know, like constantly draining your energy. And so when she came into my life, I was like, this is, this is different. This is different than what I've been experiencing, uh, in, in, you know, relationships, partnerships, whatever it might be. And I was like, holy moly, like I want this, I want more of this. And so I'm, I'm really grateful. She, got me present to what's possible in in the the synergy in the love in the alignment of values like you were saying and uh it was was a game changer for me all right well i hope you enjoyed that interview with my friend chris today we live so many different paths you know we have so many opportunities to try different things and 
and develop our lives in different ways and create businesses or try ideas, reinvent ourselves. And it's great. I really think it's great. But at the same time, uh, there's also a danger of getting distracted too, because there's so many things to do, so many things to try, uh, and so many places to lose your time as well, you know? So this is very important in the conversation of purpose to have tools to help you continually act on your purpose. And I hope that this episode has helped you with that. A lot of great stuff. If you want to hang out with Chris or check him out, go to menmastermind.com or you can check him out on Facebook, Christopher Burns, Instagram. He's I am millionaire Chris or I think LinkedIn was Christopher Burns. Facebook Facebook is The Burns, spelled T-H-3, the number three, Burns. And again, I'll put all this stuff on the show notes for the episode. If you want show notes for any episode, go to danceoflife.com slash podcast. Let's not forget our great quote from the beginning by Steve Blank. People talk about getting lucky breaks in their careers. I'm living proof that the lucky breaks theory is simply wrong. You get to make your own luck. The world is run by those who show up, not those who wait to be seated. Such a great quote. You know, you've heard me and others say the same thing time and again. Everybody says the same thing, but in different words. That you have to show up. You got to take action. In fact, if you look on iTunes or I guess anywhere where the podcast is hosted, my very first episode, I'll never forget it, It was really not the best audio quality. (laughs) So, you know, don't, don't listen to it too long. But the title of the episode was Taking Action to Create the Life You Love. That was my first episode. And that was really me saying, okay, you know what? I'm just going to commit to this and see what happens. I have no, I had no idea how to edit audio, as you can probably tell when you listen to that episode. I had no idea how to interview people. I had no idea how you, you know, develop a podcast, market a podcast, nothing. But I wanted to do something. And it's been a learning experience. I've failed a lot. I've learned quite a lot in this journey. And this is just a microcosm for everything else in your life. You know, don't be afraid to start. You gotta just start. Don't be don't wait until you feel ready. You're never gonna be ready. You have to start. And I, I try to follow my own advice. I don't always follow it because I'm a perfectionist. And if you're a perfectionist, you know what that's like. Uh, but you have to. You have to just kind of push yourself off that branch. Otherwise, you'll never get anywhere. And that's really the key. Is you have to just be okay with being uncomfortable. And the more you can open that tolerance window, the more successful you'll be. So I hope this episode has served you. hope it's given you something, something new, something different. hope you've grown a little bit. That's the whole point. A little bit of inspiration, a little bit of growth, and some new actions and tools that you can take with you into your life. Thanks so much for being here, for listening as always. Love to have you on my Fridays and love to be part of your life. And I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday for a little Transformation Tuesday. Until then, don't forget, your life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well. For more inspiration, free resources, and bonus content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.